right. This is Jared Booth, and I'm here with Anita Hamilton, the recent uh, winner of TSCPA's 2016 Public Service Award. And we're just going to have a chat about the organization she's involved with and dedication to public service and what she's done in her career. So welcome, Anita. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jared. Thank you. First off, let's start with a little background. Uh, where did you grow up um, and how did you get involved in, in accounting? I grew up in West Tennessee. I'm originally from Humboldt and I went to school at Union University, which is in Jackson. Um, and that's where I work currently. I uh, started out after uh, when I was going to Union, I actually did an internship with a local uh, accounting firm here. And then I just started down the path of uh, accounting. I always loved numbers and working with numbers. And so when I when I very first started out at college, I thought I was going to be a nurse. And after I took one biology class, I realized that wasn't for me. And uh, so I definitely started going down the road of uh, taking some accounting classes and just just had a great professor and that was kind of a turning curve for me and just ended up working in the field and and just loved it ever since. Uh, you worked for Horn LLP and how long have you been with the firm? I've been with Horn for 11 years. Uh, previous to that, uh, Kathy uh, Watts and myself merged in with Horn about 11 years ago. Uh, prior to that, we were with Craning Company for many, many years been in this profession for uh, about 26 years. So let's talk a little bit about some of the organizations that you're involved with. I know one of the biggest ones is the Exchange Club, Carl Perkins Center uh, for Prevention of Child Abuse. Tell us a little bit about that organization and then how you got involved with it. I actually got involved with that organization before I had my daughter. My daughter's 26 years old. It was about a year prior to that. And I was watching a telethon. The, the center puts on a telethon every year to raise money. And I started watching it, and they were talking about the need in the community and about uh, child abuse and, and what they do as an organization to prevent that. Because child abuse is a cycle that once it happens, it can also happen again as that child grows up to be a parent. And so it's, it's breaking that cycle of child abuse. Um, I was listening to the telephone and I called the next day to volunteer as a parent aide. And I started at that level and then I actually went in with some families when I first started. I came on the board of the Paul Perkins Center and then pretty much just served in every capacity from president, uh, finance chair. I'm actually going, uh, I'm still on the board and going to be finance chair this next coming year, but they're serving a lot of families and kids in West Tennessee. And uh, I think, I believe now it's probably 14, maybe even more than 14 centers. And it's just such a worthy cause. And I'm very passionate about children and just preventing, uh, you know, just preventing child abuse is just a terrible thing. And, you know, I have two kids and just the thought of that is just not, you know, we can't comprehend it. That's one of those things that, you know, it's just an inherently worthy cause. And I'm so glad you've been able to devote so much of your life to it. That's wonderful. We have some pretty good fundraisers. We have a, a, a dinner and auction every year. It's called the Blueway Dinner and Auction. And I've chaired that for a couple of years and been the chair of the telethon. And the community really gets behind this. Um, and not just in this town in Jackson, but the surrounding communities as well, because we have do have centers in those other locations. But it is something that is, um, 
you know, I know everybody hears about child abuse in the, in the newspaper and various things, but it, it's, it's very effective on what they use to do on the uh, work that's done in the center and be able to break that cycle of child abuse. What are some of the methods that they use to break that cycle that you mentioned? One thing that I think, uh, one one piece of that is uh, working with the parents as well. I mean, you uh, there's several different kinds of cases of child abuse. There's neglect, there's physical abuse, and it's rebuilding and also helping the parents be able to know the skills that they need to be able to be parents and to be able to uh, be able to have the chance to keep the child at home if that's possible. Uh, is working with the children. We do have something called the Child Advocacy Program. That is where if a child has been abused, been physically abused, that child has to tell their story to many, many different people. And we actually have, the center has a program where the child can come in, a very child-friendly area where they come in and they're only interviewed one time and everybody else just hears that interview so the child is not having to go through multiple multiple people on telling their story. So it's working with, there's counselors working with the children, working with the parents, just to be able to get, get the help that they need to be able to break the cycle. Yeah, that's interesting. When I was in college in Boston, I got involved with a, a middle school in the inner city of Boston. And I remember... Uh, one of the biggest tenets of their organization and their method for trying to lift uh, children out of poverty was that they demanded that the parents become involved with the school and the school community. Right. And they they literally held workshops for the parents too. And I remember being surprised at how much um, of a part of the overall process was just educating the parents. It's its something that people don't realize, I think. Yeah. And, you know, child abuse can happen in any walk of life. You know, it doesn't mean, you know, if it's somebody that doesn't have the means as well as it can happen in somebody that, you know, does have the means. But sure. if you are a single mom and do not have the resources and food and, and the things that you need to, to parent your child and don't have the skills to do that, uh, that this is a way to also work with those parents. Sometimes these parents were abused as children. I mean, that's a continuous statistic and fact. And it's to be able to help them to be better parents. I mean, sometimes that's that can't you know that can't happen, and the child does have to be be removed. Um, but these children, they do want to stay with their family, and right. they also have to be uh, protected. And so it's a, it's really a great organization. It's probably known in the United States as one of the premier uh, centers. Uh, and it's been on the leading edge of a, uh, on being successful. Carl Perkins, uh, I know most people probably know his name, Blue Sway Shoes, had a vision with several other people in town many, many years ago. And that is how the very first uh, telethon started. And it started with Carl Perkins being there. And that was a passion of his as well. Uh, and it's just it's just continued to grow, unfortunately, you know, because, I mean, it is I mean, it is a need and it's being able to be able to provide those services, not just in this town, but other counties surrounding and to be able to meet that need. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. Um, and I know that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the amount of organizations you're involved with. Um, and I should also mention you're the currently the vice chair of the TSCPA Board of Directors. So in addition to being involved with TSCPA for you know a number of years and the Exchange Club, as we mentioned, and having a full-time accounting job, um, you're also involved with the Jackson Symphony and um, a number of other things in the community. Take us through a couple of the other things that you've gotten involved with. Well, you know, on the Tennessee Society of CPAs, that has been a wonderful experience. And, you know, I started many years ago. Uh, I think it's very important, and I try to encourage uh, the young people in our office to get involved in some committee at the state level, also with the local chapter, because it's so it's such a good opportunity to network with other CPAs and also make uh, changes or be able to talk. I serve on the state taxation committee and be able to sit down with the Department of Revenue and just be able to share ideals and thoughts and be able to uh, represent other CPAs in our, in our state. I think that uh, the Tennessee Society is a, a, a great uh, group of people and has a, a strong a strong staff. And just being able to have that experience and being able to work on several committees, uh, I think it is impactful and does make a difference. And so it's re- I have really enjoyed that, and I think it's it's something for for every the next generation coming through to be able to be a part of. So from from the professional standpoint and being part of the society, I mean I, that has just been a, a wonderful experience. I've, I've been fortunate to be able to work in a in a career and that allows me some flexibility to be able to be involved in the things that I'm involved in. Uh, you know, there there's meetings at night and different things like that, but I, I do believe the things that I'm involved in is usually is something I'm really am passionate about, about to do. Um, one of those is the Jackson Symphony here. Uh, I will be going as president July 1, and we have a great symphony for the size of town that we are in Jackson, Tennessee. And it does a lot of different things, too, besides the performances, which are wonderful. But also, we're, we're doing things with youth orchestra and young people. And, you know, music touches the lives of everybody. Again, that gets back to kids because I'm very passionate about that. Also, we're doing an intricate medicine program where we're going. Our musicians are going into the hospitals. And we have the Allison and Carl uh, Kirkland Cancer Center here. And they go in for two and a half hours and they play as people are getting treatments. And that is such a powerful thing because cancer touches everybody's lives. And it really, the, the patients now, the people who are getting treatments are asking when the musicians are coming so they can schedule their treatments around when they're going to be there. For me to be involved in something, it really is something that I feel that makes a difference in the lives of somebody. And, uh, and so I'm just I'm just honored and, and thankful that I'm able to be able to do that. That's so cool with the music therapy. Um, that's something I've I've kind of kept my eye on. I think it's a, a fascinating uh, field that's actually been able to help just I mean millions of people. It is, and and you know there was a a, a video. I thought this was such a neat thing. Uh, the orchestra went into the school system. And I think the kids were maybe, maybe this was an eight-year-old little girl. 
And they were, it was like in a gym setting and the orchestra was playing and she was conducting that symphony in her mind. She had her eyes closed and she used her arms and her hands and conducted that beautifully. I'm thinking, how can, can she do that? You know, I don't have, I don't have that kind of rhythm. And she didn't even, she was so mesmerized. She didn't even know that she was doing it. And then all of a sudden she kind of opens her eyes after it was over with. And she realized that she was doing it kind of straightened up her little, you know, little eight year old girl. And I'm thinking that is so impactful to kids and to even adults, the music. It's a, it's, as someone said, it's a universal language. And I think that music uh, can impact people in a lot of ways. I think that is so cool. What, a, what an amazing uh, scene you just painted for us. That sounds incredible. It, it was. It was incredible to watch. I mean, those are the kind of things that that motivate me and uh, just want me to uh, watch organizations and just be part of it because I, there's so many people involved in the things that I'm involved in you know, with our good boards and things like that. I just, you know, I'm just one piece. And just being able to be part of that in any any way that I can help, uh, I, I just enjoy doing it. And, you know, we it definitely gives back a whole lot back to me more than I give, as always. And and uh, I, that's just, it's a passion outside of, you know, I, I tend to end up being on the finance committee a lot, on, you know, because I'm the CPA. But I also get to enjoy the other things. And it's just, but that's my gift to be able to give. And so it's a passion outside of what I do. I feel because of this profession I'm in, you know, we definitely uh, work hard. And and, but it also gives us flexibility to be able to do things that that we care about. I'm going back to what you said about, um, you know, the idea of getting more young people uh, involved with TSCPA. I know that obviously you have a, a passion for children, um, but then that also can translate to young people who are early in their careers and really finding those footholds uh, that you were able to find with your community and the larger state organization um, that really can help grow a person into a well-rounded professional. And like you said, you get more out of it than you put in. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we try as a firm to encourage uh, the younger staff to be able to get involved. I mean, we have a service day at every office and we have several offices in our firm that we have a service day, one full day that we choose of where we're going to work, do a work day. I mean, we're having one come up. We've done some with the RIFA, the Boys and Girls Club. We've done some with the Paul Perkins Center. And, you know, just getting people to know, you know, being able to give back. And I think it's so important for us to be able to give them that flexibility as well to be able to serve in whatever areas that they feel passionate about. But on the state level, it's, you know, we've got somebody now in our group that's on the council and, you know, and uh, actually going to be uh, secretary on the chapter, the local chapter. It's encouraging the staff to be part of the, uh, you know, the Tennessee Society and the in the chapter to be able to have those experiences and opportunities that we have had and that I have had. So I think that's important. You know, I'm, I'm a tax partner with the firm and, and uh, that I also grow people to allow them to, to step on in 
and the different areas that they need to. So we have that next generation coming up after after we're not here for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that you also have served on uh, several different mission trips um, through your, your church's youth group. Um, t- tell about uh, some of those experiences and how they've, uh, how they've helped you grow and, and just, you know, how, how you've enjoyed them. Um, well, I'm a Sunday school teacher, and I've always worked with the youth. I also do youth plays and that kind of thing. I'm very uh, involved in that. But we've done we, – we tend to do a mission trip with our group uh, once a year. Uh, I have gone on two probably in the past probably five years. Uh, it's the most awesome experience I've ever, ever done. You know, these are been in the country. It's not been outside of the country. Uh, one was in Iowa, an F5 tornado hit, hit this town. And we basically went with, uh, I'm Cumberland Presbyterian. We went with Cumberland Presbyterians from the area churches. And we actually did it with the National Relief Network group. And they go in and we go in and we uh, do whatever's needed in that town. Uh, we I have worked on helping build, rebuild a church. I have worked on picking up debris on farmland and just, I mean, when something that massive hits a town, some people were killed, and you know, it's just such a, um, it's such a devastation. And to be able to be part of that, whatever it is, it might be cleaning up something, it might be building something, um, just being part of that community and being able to help them get back on their feet. Or you know, we even did some work. I know my daughter was part of the New Orleans piece of it, uh, where we went in and the houses had to be gutted before they can even be uh, rebuilt. And so it's it was the most rewarding experience to just be there and do whatever was needed to be done. I remember in, in high school, I used to do the Habitat for Humanity and, and uh, help build houses in the community. And that, that experience is still stays with me. You know, uh, it was it was a remarkable experience to grow as a person. Absolutely. Also, we also did that as a group one day and worked on a, a house, too. And that, that's just that's just a wonderful experience. And and it allows you to do something different besides, you know, that going on a mission trip, of course, is, is can be more physical work, you know, and, and just you're so focused on the on the task at hand and what you're trying to do. I mean, everything else around you, uh, you know, with the cell phone or anything like that, you you don't have time to, to do any of that. You're focused on the mission. And, and it's just really uh, rewarding to be able to be part of that. So obviously, you know, you have a lifelong dedication to public service. Is there a, is there a time or that you think back to, that as a young person that really inspired you to do that? Or was it more of a gradual process where you realized that, like you said, you get more out than you put in? You know, I have always, I guess, um, from the time back, I guess I can think back to even when I was growing up in the church in my youth group, we would go out and do, we, you know, just there was a, a neighborhood where we'd go out and visit with older people and, you know, it probably started back at that time period in my life, uh, or we'd go to the nursing home and just uh, talk to people. And then I think the Paul Perkins Center was probably one of the first that I really got involved and started going down that road with that organization and, and joined the Exchange Club, which we do several things in that group. And 
it just, um, you know, I think it's just finding something that you care about. And so I started that early on. And then it's just as you're working through, you know, I was president of Exchange Club and, and I was on the board of the Exchange Club. As you're working, working through all of that, I, you know, I think if you're really passionate about and committed, I think, I think those doors just open. As, as a society, we encourage all of, all of our members to be you know, involved in their local communities and, uh, and at the state level with us. Um, so we just want to commend you on, on winning the award. And, and obviously, it's, it's very well-deserved. So congratulations. Well, thank you very much. And I do appreciate you and I do appreciate the, uh, the Tennessee Society. I mean, it's just been such a, a great experience and, and I'm very proud to be part of it. And I do think we have one of the most pre- premier societies in the country, and I might be biased, but that's what I believe. <laughs> I, I think it's okay to be a little biased. Um, well, thank you so much for talking with me, and, uh, and we'll see you around. Okay, thank you. This has been TSCPA Talks, a podcast produced by the Tennessee Society of CPAs. Look for more episodes coming up, and if you have a good story or know a TSCPA member who does, just let us know.